thought we had a good deal worked out. Y'all don't play my music and I don't play yours, so stay the f off my stage. Well, who is that? A pissy country artist. That's who that is. And we're going to talk about him coming up this episode. Plus, Rush Talk 2022. It is prep day for Bama Rush, and here are some of the it girls and their OOTDs. Let's roll tide. And an exclusive coming up this episode with the Bear 92.5's Bubba the Bear. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you are already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events, pop culture and music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting and personal growth. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, so Rush TikTok is back, uh-huh. as you know. Have you been down well, that rabbit hole? I, I, I just a moment ago to pull some clips and I was yawning. Oh, yawning? Well, come on. Well, here's what's happened. I'm not going to go through it because if you are a familiar listener to the podcast, which we hope you are, you heard all about Rush TikTok last year. But if you're cycling in. If you're cycling you in. you were here last year. is when the girls go crazy on the campus of Alabama. Well, but here's the thing. It's everywhere now. Yeah. And so a couple of things with the story. Um, Rush, as you know, is for like fraternities and sororities and sororities at these big Southeastern Conference schools like Alabama and Old Miss and Georgia and Tennessee and all these places. Um, it's very well coordinated. And um, it includes multiple outfits. It includes skits. It includes all this stuff. But so here's the thing. Last year for Rush TikTok, the big thing that really kind of broke open were these girls doing their OOTDs, which stands for Outfit of the Day. So this year... Most of the Panhellenic councils at the big universities said, we're not going to allow you to do this. What's a Panhellenic council? That's like the governing who, body? The governing body, yes. Of the university, not the national chapter, but the governing body right. locally of the university. They said, we don't want that. I don't really know why, but we don't want this on TikTok. We don't want any of this. And so it sort of flipped. I mean, there were a couple of girls that people have been watching, but what it sort of flipped to are the sororities. And they are doing these large scale, basically production numbers to songs. Well, the songs that are trending. Songs that are trending. And they're doing like, because, you know, in every sorority, someone, you know, you may have like a, you know, I cheered, I was in a sorority. You may have a cheerleader. You may have someone who's on the gymnastics team. You may have something that's also. So I plays on the softball team. Right. But but they're like, these girls are doing backflips. And I mean, the production of these videos these tiktoks and so there's one person because they've been showing a couple behind the scenes that's got like almost like a boom camera and these girls are strutting out to like beyonce and stuff it's out of control and i said to uh, somebody that we know i said whoever is in charge of the filming needs to be hired immediately for like a a large-scale marketing job but but is it is it does everybody have a big boom camera? Oh my gosh yes and it's not like i don't know how to describe it it's not like shaky camera work and there is so much planning that goes on. Like supposedly, you know, there's a sheet, an Excel sheet that tells each member in the sorority how much engagement they're doing with like their TikTok, their Instagram. So they want these girls posting all the time. And it's incredible. Like someone was saying in one of these behind the scenes videos that they're staying up till three, four in the morning to coordinate, you know, because you've got the girls in the front. And then now you've got the girls in the back doing like this, you know, like the they're... The girls, the, uh, the ones, well, the, 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 what do you call them, cheering? 
No. What do you call when you cheer? You they're the, they're the base, right? Is that what it's called? The base. You can be a thin base, but anyway, um, there's bases and flyers, but not all bases, bases are flyers, big gals. Um, but they're no, but they're in, they're just as important. They're in the back, like doing all the cheering and all this stuff. But I mean, the level of choreography that these girls are doing, and this is not easy choreography. I mean, it's really not. So somebody has to find the dance. They have to break the dance down. They have to find the people who make sense to be in the dance. It's, I like it. It's crazy. I'm just going to roll through. Like I'm it. on the hashtag like, uh, right now. I'm on the hashtag uh, Rush Talk 2022. And okay. we're just going to just going to scroll through we're here. We're going on a walk one See day, and I said, "This was my dream home. This house here." And so he said, okay. "I like it." And to him, "I like it" was like, "Oh my god, he loves it" because he doesn't okay. really like right. it. Vanished to the basement for work week. Yeah. What does that mean? So work week is the week before the the PNMs, the new potential members, potential new members. That's okay. what a PNM is. Show up. So there's a whole week of work, and there are they there are girls called basement girls that just run stats all the time about stats about what though about the girls that they want to bring back to the house. And I mean it's okay. like they're literally on computers like statistical. Okay, here's a. Hi guys, I just wanted to show you the hoops I'm wearing. They're perfect for rush because okay, that's really an outfit of the day. But let's get to one of these large the scale productions. Okay, large scale production. She's cute. Freak is up. The Delta Jeans. Hello. Hello. It's content hour, ladies. Get to work. So that's when you just... You've got to pump out content. Pump out the content. Okay. Um, Let's keep going. Okay. That's the song. The so do, 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 do that's trending that they're all doing the dance to. Okay, keep going. Let's okay, try to find I'm, it. I'm, 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 I'm. Can we get it? We get a big scale production. Brittany, a part of Rush somewhere? No, but there's some. Oh, that's people... Big Time Rush. Hashtag yeah. Big Time Rush. I've, I've yeah. cycled into Big Time Rush. Hey guys, I'm Jacqueline. I'm here with my friend Sean. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. If you're a Zeta at the University of Alabama, come to the stage. Or Big Time Rush. Here's a, here's one of the uh, the, the OOCD. What is it? There we go. Oh, oh, there. oh is this it? Okay. Oh my God. All right. Explain what's going on here. They're, they're doing the stance. Okay, but who's in a split screen? That's I can't a 35 year old mother. Oh, yeah, I tr- I've tried too. Every woman over 35 on TikTok, she's trying to keep up with the yeah, girls. Yeah, I've tried. I can't get that the, one dance done. Cabin Delta House. Check out those girls, how good they are. Yeah. She's going to flip. Yeah, I mean, it's no, it's, inc- it's, it's incredible. Um, so that's going on. And I was asking a girl that works with me who went back for Rush. I'm like, because when I went through Rush, it was not this large scale. I mean, it was big. Don't get me wrong. We had buses and all that kind of stuff. And we did, you know, different days and pref rounds and all that kind of stuff. But I said, how do y'all not wear the same outfits? And she said, oh, you have to submit your outfits okay, to like this outfit coordinator to make sure that you're not wearing the same thing that someone else is wearing. There is a huge rumor going around right now oh. that um, HBO Max wired a couple of girls. This is like, I mean, big time news. Um, and that they're doing a semi-documentary on Rush. And it rocked the Alabama Rush world. So so much so that they were checking girls. For mics. For mics. And wires. Um, so and, you, go, go to class. Well, so there's. class. Well, I don't know if they were fake pledges. I don't know what the deal is. So then it was the HBO said, we're not, we, we're not doing that. And now it has come out that, in fact, now that Rush has ended, that they did have some moles in there. So I cannot wait for this. I'm so they weren't necessarily sorority girls from Alabama. HBO mm-hmm. Max inf- sent the troops in to infiltrate. They found some to get girls. get some good content. They found some girls who weren't rushing, who 
they put through. Yeah, it's a mess. Here's an example of, uh, this is from this year, uh, one of the, the OOCDs. OOTD. Here you go. Okay, it is prep day for Bama Resh, and here are some of the It Girls and their OOTDs. Let's roll tide. So they run through the outfit, right? First mm-hmm. up, we have Miss Kylan. She looks fantastic yeah, in this strapless dress. I love that how, she how went that? with some sort of because I've been, I followed her. She was like, color. "There's like three girls that everybody's following." Everybody said she wasn't happy when really, she opened her envelope, really but pretty. I think she was. And I wouldn't expect anything this is less crazy. Than her. Now I told you I did crazy. my OOTD last year. Remember? Yes, I do. I yes, do. and there's the funniest OOTD <laughs> that's going around. It's like women and men over the age of like forty, and it's called. Um, they come out and they go, "Here's my." Um, they're at a conference. Like the conference right, right, that I was right. at last week, and they're like, "Okay, here's my conference OOTD of the day." I love it. I love I've that. got on my badge. I've got on my plain white shirt. I've got on my my uh, suit pants from Kohl's. I've got some really comfortable um, walking Slacks. shoes. Yeah, from the walking store, and I've got my big tote that they gave me free when I checked in. It's hilarious, hilarious. This OOTD has like moved into our vernacular, so. Um, my panties are down in Dale's room, Lord 336 Jesus. from Birmingham. You look up every year at the, I don't know about that. the conference. So, Bama finished up, and now Georgia's up, and then old, old Miss is just as crazy. I mean, crazy. They had, like, bubbles and stuff out front, and then one of them did a Barbie theme. The amount of money, but now seeing these houses and what these people are paying in dues, supposedly these girls are paying over $1,000 a month in dues. That's I think just, my dues yeah. were, like, $200 Every quarter, like every three months, and I thought that was high. I don't think I ever paid dues. Well, I, yeah, fraternities, I think are. Well, no, we're supposed I mean, to. I just don't think I ever did. Oh yeah, I was on that mm. list. Uh, the treasurer wor- was worse in college than a, uh, a bill collector. Now that oh yeah, your cell phone wanting to collect on a uh, you know peg, just something that you owed Northside Hospital from when you had your baby back in two thousand. Well, that's the other thing that's going around. It's kind of the dark side of Rush, and there are all these girls coming out now saying how horrific their experiences were. I believe it. Um. You know, not even just rushing, but e- even people my age, what happened and how they were um, treated. And one of them was saying the same thing, that there was, um, there was, you know, there's the standards person where if you wear an inappropriate outfit or you're supposedly doing something wrong, you go up before standards. But there was also, in her sorority, I think she went to Auburn, they would stand up before each chapter meeting and tell the people who were late on their dues. And this girl was mortified. Well, we did that. Yeah, but this girl, but to, to the whole chapter? Yes. Okay, but this girl was mortified. Her parents, you know, they were doing the best they could do, and she was like, it was horrible. Yeah, my name got hollered out every meeting, every chapter meeting, every Sunday night. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I was... Joe, not- Joe do you have, you know, I was like two semesters behind. Do you have your $400? Like, no, I bought weed. You know, I don't have... Well, I mean, come on. It's a life-changing moment, obviously, and, I mean, for me to be so young and for the Braves to even consider me... Um, to be a part of this this organization for that long, it's just, it's a blessing and it's just something I can't really put into words. The story is not all about Michael Harris II, who the Braves this week signed an eight-year extension, $72 million. Uh, this is the guy we saw Donna play for the first time at Truist Park Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, when okay. he got called up. He is a graduate of Stockbridge High School, grew up in DeKalb in Henry Counties in South Atlanta. Braves drafted him in... 2019, I think, out of high school, number 98 pick of the 29, yes, 2019 MLB draft. The story is about the meow game, the cat game. Are you familiar with this at all? I've heard of it. Okay. Michael Harris II gets up and, and saves the game with a 419-foot home run. I mean, that's a big one. So one of the Braves players challenges him that in his post-game interview to 
do the cat game. And it's where you work meow. Into every sentence. In three minutes, as many times as you can. Oh now, the press had no idea what was going on when this originally happened. Here is the moment, though, when it happened Sunday afternoon after his huge, huge, huge hit that put the Braves over the top to win uh, in the ninth. Pitched the hit, and I got it. And I mean, I was just trying to do anything I could to get on base to help us get a win. And um, I mean, I came up to the spot and did what I did. And I mean, I really blacked out. And I mean, it was a it was an unmatched moment, meow. Um, I mean, I'm just glad we got the win. And it was it was just it was surreal. You gotta stop blacking out, you know. At some point, these are gonna become normal for you, right? No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't expect too much. Meow. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to play the entire clip because it's three and a half minutes long. But there's two out of the five meows that he worked in in three minutes. So were people like, like, were? Do you think that like they were like, well, that's like a cool new phrase we're going to start using? I, like, I, I kind of want to know the last time it happened. Now, when they announced his 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 big eight year contract extension on Tuesday this week, he did it again at the press conference, and here is that moment. Good support group, and I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I would do without him, meow. So the press was anticipating it at this time, and you could hear him in the press room. They kind of bust out laughing. And, and anyway, I don't know. It's, it's a silly juvenile game that, from Super Troopers, I think was the movie in the early two thousands. I mean, and that's I where that's where it came from. I, I don't. I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, it was a movie, and and it followed Vermont State Troopers, if I recall. It didn't. I mean, it bombed at the box office, but it became one of those cult classics that. Um, there's Crazy. A very small percentage of people that watch it, I guess, and and so it was a Braves pitcher that challenged Michael. Here's a second to do that Sunday afternoon. And, and, and now, I have heard of people that before when they're doing interviews where, like, see if you can work this word in or just, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You've done Well, we it. used to do that morning show yeah. radio every now and then. Um, if we were doing an artist interview, I would say, I would write down a word right before we started, put it in an envelope. And the person, my partner, had to open it up during the interview and work the word in. A couple of ways you could wrap it and you could turn it into a ratings bonanza is this. Listeners had to then call and identify the word that I gave my partner to use in conversation with ex artist, or we revealed the word before the interview, before we played it back or they were live or whatever, which made you want to listen to the entire interview to see how, you know, in what context the word was worked in. Good support group. And I don't know. I don't know. Um, what I would do without them, meow. Have you ever been to the point with your job that you wanted to quit? Everybody say collectively yes, right? Who hadn't been there, Don? Uh, nobody. How many times, though, have you thought about quitting and you just couldn't do it? Maybe for financial reasons? Um, I would imagine that would be the main reason for most. Well, you just don't really have anything else lined up or, you know, you're kind of like, you know it's not your dream job, but there's not... You know, usually when people leave a job, it's because they've already been looking for a job and they've already secured the job and they already have a start date to the new job, you know. But there's this new thing going around called um, quietly quitting. And basically it's where, and, and I think it's a lot, I don't want to say like with millennials because I think it's a lot of people that are doing it. And it, it's where, it's, it's called quiet quitting or quietly quitting. But it started with this TikTok trend, of course, where everything starts um, with this guy who, um, started talking about it, and his name is Millennial Frizz. And what he said was, it can be done with any profession. And basically, it just means that when somebody asks you to do something that's not in your specific 
job, you just don't do it. You don't do it. You refuse, you, and you don't really say you're not going to do it. But the other thing is that you you just don't. You're not going to do the job of like two or three people. But that's the way the world works right now. I know. I know. And so I think this trend goes a little bit younger. And, you know, for those of us who are old and haggard, we were taught that, and we just talked about this the other day with like, um, you know, with the, are you a thermometer? Are you the, um, you know, the thermostat? Mm -hmm. So do you read the room? Do you just take care of whatever needs to be done? But what they're saying is during COVID, and, and I, I do have one particular job that this happens a lot with, where there's just no boundaries, and it's not this. You know, it's not you as my program director. Oh, no, of course um, But, like, you know, and I think that's what people are saying, is that what happened with COVID, because people started working from home, and it's always been a case in certain professions, certainly sales and, and things like that, because, you know, or if you, if you live, say, on the East Coast, and I have a lot of friends that this happens to, but their company is on the West Coast, you know, they're – even though they get up and start their day at 9 o'clock. Nobody gets up until 10 o'clock Eastern. Work doesn't start happening until yeah. 2 o'clock, but it can go till 10 o'clock at night. And so what started to happen during COVID is people had no boundaries because you weren't in an office. You didn't have to get to your kid's basketball game. You didn't have curriculum night. You didn't have anything. So the implication came that we can talk about brainstorming or what we're going to do all hours of the night, anytime. And people, and then, you know, as, as, as people got sick and legitimately sick, but then as it went on and people are saying now that, you know, if people don't want to work, they're still using, oh, my mom has COVID or my kids have COVID or, you know, this, and they're having to take care of people or I have long haul COVID and I'm still experiencing things. And so what's happened is say you and Karen used to work side by side and Karen's now having to take care of all this stuff. They're like, you're going to have to take on some of Karen's stuff until she gets back and feeling better. And you're like, uh, no, I'm not. Are you going to pay me anymore? No. And so See, what, I, I would never in a million years do something like that. I would never say which that to one. A boss. Say, say no, I'm not going to do that. Well, no, and I don't. I, I was raised that you you do you, you, do. you do it. Yes, I, and I agree. But I think that there are also people in our generation who don't have a great work life balance. You know, we have you and I have. I mean, not I don't have one. We haven't always had that because yeah. you know you had weird hours, and when I was commuting back and forth from downtown, it takes a lot of time. So. I think that that is the one thing, whether you like it or not, and I know there's a lot of people that say they're lilies and they're lazy and all this stuff, but I think that's one thing that the younger, gen this generation that's working now, it's not all about money. It's about spending time with their families and the things that you and I, like we're saying, like we would, I would never do that. I would never say that. They say it. And it's almost like, and I will say this, I think if you're the type of employee, which I've always been and you have too, where you go so far over and above, you also at some point start to complain or think in your mind that you're being taken advantage of. And in some, often you are. Yeah, because you've sort of set, it's the same as in a relationship. Kind of like your own fault. Yeah, you've set your that fault. boundary. Yeah. You know, if you say, oh, my I'm wife. I'm guilty of that many, Yeah, many, like many, my, many, wife many, never, many my wife never does this. Well, did you ask her? Or is it just rooming around in your head? So it's the same thing. It's kind of like if you're always the go-to guy or woman who, you know, is, is you're up for anything. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know, I'll take care of that. Well, they're getting, they know who to go to. They know whose buttons to push. So quietly quitting means that you haven't really found another job, but you're just kind of coasting. You're going to get your paycheck and you're going to do your job, but you're not going to overreach. You're not going to provide like, you're going to do good customer service, but not outstanding customer service. You know what I mean? So I, I, I couldn't work and, and not do my best and, and not, not perform at, at least the best that, that I can, if not attempt to do better. I can't work. We've talked about this. I can't. I do can't that. either. No, I can't either. But then, do you have you found throughout? Because I have. Have you found that throughout your life that you're um, 
not resentful, but that you're almost like, they don't appreciate me. All the time. Yes, absolutely. And how, you, come, how come they can't say thank you? Well, and that happens to people too, because like I've had people say to me before, like, um, you know, I'm not one of those people that needs a lot of attaboys or they did great. Everybody needs attaboys. Everybody does. And so, you know, now that I manage a team, I'm very good about telling them, you're doing a great job. I just had a kid, you know, I just had a kid that started this week and I said, I just want you to know, you know, I appreciate you showing up on time and he wants to work all the time. And, but you also have to balance that with not over delivering too much. Um, 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 I want to say positive feedback. I don't know that you can ever give anybody too much positive feedback, but you don't want them to get comfortable. Too comfortable. And I think that's something that our generation struggles with also because we're the generation where all of our kids got what? Participation trophies. And y'all are wonderful. Valentine's. Valentine's. Solving everyone's problems and all that kind of stuff. So it's definitely a tightrope. But it is, you know, people are leaving the workforce in droves. And the one question that keeps coming up is, where are they going? How are they paying their bills? And like I know it's come up quite a bit. Um, You know, the things that people are asking for now when they're you know, it used to be when you interviewed for a job, you wanted, you know, the most important thing were health benefits and, you know, vacation or whatever. Now what people are obsessed with is, can I work from home? You know, do we get DoorDash? Can I bring my dog in? Can I bring my dog in? Do we get DoorDash credits? Can I wear casual clothes to work? And if any one of those is a no. Then you're gone. You then quit. They, you don't, yeah, they don't, don't want to do it. it. Yeah. yeah, no, they're going to find a job where there's ping pong tables and beer on Fridays and that kind of stuff. And the one thing that you and I have talked about together a lot, and I feel very strongly about this, is it's important to show up in an office in some form. Now, I get it. Traffic's horrible. We've, we've said, like, we met at work. And I know so many people that have met their spouses at work. But also, that's where I still have my a lot of my really close friends from working in a cubicle beside someone and that kind of thing. You, as a young person in your 20s and even early 30s, you need to be around those people. That's when you're going to happy hour and you're complaining about your paycheck and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You don't need to be sitting in your house by yourself. With your cat. With your cat. You just don't. Here's what I think is funny about the conversation that's going on right now about quiet quitting. There was this article that came out on August 5th from Corn Ferry mentioning this as a new term. And then as happens in our media, that topic then got picked up by a bunch of other outlets. What's funny is the Corn Ferry article refers back to a TikTok video that got pretty popular explaining this concept. Now all the people on LinkedIn are having a whole conversation about it. Also, it's back on TikTok. TikTok makes the world go wrong, guys. Quiet quitting. I want to I call somebody out about the whole continuing to use COVID as an excuse to not have to do things. This is remains very, very prevalent in country music and touring because the artists don't want to do meet and greets. And so what happens is, what's, what's the go-to excuse? We can't do the meet and greet. We had a, a COVID. Somebody popped positive for COVID. I had an, a, a manager in Nashville. The artist is Scotty McCreary. Uh, Scotty played a show for the station that I work at about uh, three weeks ago. I don't ask for anything. I don't. I, of course, I've asked for things through my career, but I, I don't ask for an awful lot. I, I normally don't personally do meet and greets. I'm just, I'm, I'm impatient, and it's a bunch of hurry up and wait for the most part. And I've met if 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 I want to have met you, I've done that through the years. And and go meet with your fans. Don't waste your time on me. I have a client who is a huge fan of Scotty McCreary, and of all the shows that our station produces in a concert season, and there are probably thirty of them. I give my clients carte blanche to any concert they want to go to and I'll get you as many tickets as you want so this person asked to go to Scotty McCreary I said to them listen I'm sure I can secure you some meet and greets 
So out of the 12 people that you're taking, pick two, and uh, I'll, 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 surely I can secure you a pair of, of meet and greets. So I interviewed Scotty McCreary. I think we even played it on this podcast. I spent hours editing the interview to, to make him sound as good as I possibly could. He can be a little dry. But it turned out well. So, and I was going back and forth with the manager about the interview and setting it up and things like that because I can do anything that I do on the radio from home. So he actually, Scotty called into the home studio, which is where we are now doing the podcast. So after we got done, I, I sent uh, this person, this manager in Nashville, a copy of, uh, of, the, of the interview, produced, fully produced. And I said, hey, just want you to have this. And um, I said, by the way, can I, can I, surely I can maybe get a pair of meet and greets for Friday night. Um, I'll be there to facilitate it. If there's any problems, it's, you know, this is a client, blah, 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 blah. I get an email back about three days later. Now, who does the email come back from? The same person, the manager. Okay. Not the tour manager, but the, man, the actual manager in Nashville. And the email says, uh, we've had an outbreak of COVID. We're not doing meet and greets. I respond back, very sorry to hear that. I'll, I'll pass it along. And uh, thank you, and, and tell Scotty I'll see him Friday night. Friday night, I'm standing backstage at the concert, getting ready to do some things on stage and sponsor mentions and, you know, jumping jacks and the things that disc jockeys do on stage before a country artist comes out. And I turn to my right, and Donna, there's a meet and greet going on with probably 45 people with Scotty McCreary. Were you mad? I was pissed. Don't lie to me. So were they paid? Do you think they had paid no, to go back? No, these people did not pay. Okay. And that's the big thing now with meet and greets is you can yeah. buy a meet and greet experience, as they're called. This and they don't have not. a problem doing those with COVID. Of course not. No. Well, of course not, because they're making money off of it. Uh, paid or not, and I do not think that this was a paid uh, meet and greet. Um, I think this, I don't know who these people were, but they had they had uh, passes that were dated. So it wasn't like this meet and greet just, it wasn't a pop-up meet and greet. It had been planned because everybody had passes with the date of the, the, the show on. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Tell me you can't do it. Tell me you don't want to do it. But don't lie, don't bold face lie to me. And I so bad, I took a picture of the meet and greet and Scotty and clearly in the picture with all these people. And I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't ultimately, I didn't because it doesn't matter. I don't really care. I don't want to be that petty. Yeah. Well, but it's but I, my email is going to say, don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Imagine my shock and surprise when a, a meet and greet pops up backstage. Did you not? I mean, I, did you, not, you knew I was going to be there to host the concert. Did you not think that I'd see this going? I don't know. It's just, well, and here's the problem with that. By the way, don't ever ask me to do anything for Scotty McCreary or any of the artists that well, you manage. Here, here's again. the, here's the problem with that is that you can't really take it out on the artist because he probably doesn't even know. You know, we've, we've yeah, said before know. that I know, know, but we've said before that sometimes like people get mad at artists and you know, uh, it's being so mismanaged down the line. But here's the thing about that. It makes you look bad with your client. It does. And I don't, I, I, yeah, you know, it, that, that's what pissed me off. I could care less about seeing Scotty McCreary. Well, yeah, I mean, you talked to him on the phone, you met him a hundred times, but I mean, care less about but it. if, you know, if you say to a client, what you think you're serving up the truth to them that, listen, they're not, he's not doing a meet and greet. Which is what I did. And then the person looks over and, and sees a meet and greet going on. That well, and sees me, meet and greet passes yeah. on people. Or in the audience, maybe you're right. Yeah. They're sitting next to somebody that has a meet and greet pass on. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Then it kind of makes it look like, well, did he just not want to like bother to do it or am I not worth it? Or, or is he you know? lying to me? Yeah, then it puts you in. I didn't that. think about that, Donna. That pisses I me know. off. Even now I'm you're mad. Email right, I'm pulling up okay, my drafts. Well, let's, right don't, now. let's don't do that. Pulling up my drafts. Let's don't do that. What was her name? Anyway, let's go. What was her name? Okay. I can't find it. Well, good. Yeah. But don't lie to me. Tell me anything you want. But be honest with me. I can handle the truth. What's that from? Jack Nichols? Jack, Jack, the golfer? Yeah. Well, no. When he no, uh, the, when he was on the, the military guy on the stand. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, that's right. 
Birthday week, big birthday week. Uh, Donna from Gallery Furniture celebrated yesterday for listening on Upload Day. Today's Thursday, August 17th. No, today's the 18th. What is today? Today's the 18th. I can't think. Yes. Yes. If you're listening on Upload Day, we're recording on the 17th. Dangerously close to the upload stroke of midnight. Um, Donna, you have a birthday. Ask for my Donna. I know. I think, it, my birthday. I think it confused yeah. people because when we posted about Donna from Gallery, I had a lot of people like wishing me happy birthday. Maybe they're just wishing me happy birthday, birthday early. Yes. Birthday week. Birthday week. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, if you have an August birthday and you're a Leo, is that right, Donna? You're a Leo. Leo. Don't forget that you can go to Gallery Furniture any uh, on your birthday, the month of August. That's right. And get 10% off any item you want to buy for your home. You want to add to your home, excluding mattresses. 10% off that purchase when you go up on your birthday. I mean, this is a perfect time where, like, if you have been eyeing something that's a little more expensive, you know, 10% off on something more expensive is a good thing. It's a good 10% off. So um, it's time. Like, if, if, if you have an August birthday, go up there. You know, and I don't think Donna would be mad, like, if your mama had an August birthday, and you needed the couch if you went up there and took your mama. Do you? I, I don't think she'd be no. mad at all about that. Mm-mm. I don't think she's like going to like audit your birthday. Well, maybe. Well, they may ask for your IDs. Yeah. But I mean, just ha- and, August birthdays. Okay. Yeah. August birthdays. Yeah. August birthdays. yeah. 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 Uh, Marilyn, Wolfman's granddaughter. Donna's daughter has a birthday coming up. And, and Wolfman would have been, Donna told me, I think 80, 81. I wow. Think maybe. Um, yeah. My mom, Nana, has an August birthday. So many August hot birthdays. Month, hot month birthdays. 10% yes. off any purchase of gallery furniture, excluding mattresses. If you have an August birthday and happy birthday week to ask for Donna and ask for my Donna, that'd be the Donna that I share the podcast with every week. So uh, we'll talk about plans for Friday. Well, and your life and your house and your... Well, yes, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. You walk in, you're going to feel welcomed. You walk in, you're not going to feel pressure. You know when you go to those, I'll call them out, RTG. When you walk into that place or, you know, any of these other big, big furniture places... It's like they're watching you. It's like... Buying a car at some places. Yeah, it's like they're eagles. I think that there's like a coming. buzzer. They no, see you I think that the parking lot. Well, and what I know ha- car people do that. Well, and what happens? I think with the furniture places is they're hanging out in the back room, you know, the break room, and it's like a fight because it's it's a rotating system of who gets the lead through the door, who, and it's whoever sold the most mattresses the day before gets all the walk in people or the leads or whatever, and you just don't want to be treated that way. You know, you can walk into gallery and they're not going to ignore you by any means, but they're going to say hello, how are you doing? Let us know if you need any help, but they're not going to like chase you around, you around. You know, the um, warehouse like right, literally like you know, have you ever been, had somebody like they. I hate when my kids used to do this when I was in the grocery store and they'd run over my heels with the, um, the cart, the shopping cart. Oh my God. That's like what, um, that's what go into like one of these big box retail places is they're like right on top of your heel. And you're like, you know what, Sam, I'll call you when yeah, I need yeah, you. Step you know, back, step back a little bit. What is that? You're, don't you're call for space. me. What is it? Uh, don't call don't, for don't me. Don't come for me unless I call for you. Unless I call for you. That's unless right. I call for you. That's right. Gainesville gallery furniture. On Instagram, great follow. See all the stuff that rolls in. They get about three, four trucks a, a week, Gallery Furniture. On Instagram, Gallery Furniture GA. Thank you, Donna. Happy birthday week. Happy birthday week to you as well, my Donna, and, and Marilyn and Wolfman celebrating in August as well. Gallery Furniture Gainesville. I'm going to add to the Spotify High Song playlist this episode a song that hits at number 25 on the Rolling Stone list of 100 greatest country songs of all time. Wow. Donna, though, first adding some Tom Petty. But this song in a horror movie or something. I don't know, but I mean... Or um, American Horror Story or something. Anytime I hear the song, and I love Petty, and I love the song, but anytime I hear the song, I get just negative, dark... Um, 
notes. Really? Yes. We used to watch that dark show that I couldn't watch. American Horror Story. Oh, my God. I just couldn't watch it. Um, I was such a Tom Petty fan growing up. God, I loved him. And people were always shocked because I was equal parts of Tom Petty. What was going on at the time? I was a, started out this way. I was a Tom Petty, Rod Stewart, and um, John at the time, John Cougar. He later became John right, Mellencamp. Right. Fan. Um, and Eddie Money. Big Eddie Money fan. And people would always be like. Said, said no one ever. I'm serious. And people would be like. What do you like? Like you think Tom Petty? And I thought Tom Petty was so cute, even though everybody thought he was just so like not so cute. But I just thought he was great. He was from Gainesville, Florida, and um, I think in the original, like when he first started out, you know, with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, because they started in '76. I think they were kind of seen. I mean, they were popular, but I think the later years were served really well for Tom Petty because I think. He became really kind of um, a great voice for a generation. And also, I think his music was taken a lot more seriously, like Wildflowers and some of the projects that he did later. You know, he endured a house fire. He had a lot of things that went on. Um, but just a, just a great, great sound. And, you know, he had those amazing people that were in the band, Ben Montench, who was, like, always on that um, organ, you B3, know? B3, Yeah, just good stuff, really good stuff. So how about you? 1977 was the year. David Allen Coe wrote this song. Mm. And when this artist sings it, you can you can hear the smirk in his voice when he gets to the chorus. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the Everybody door. together, go now. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. more. I think this is on season two playlist as well. Maybe even season one. No, we don't have this. At all? Mm-mm. Okay. I somehow got on the list of Rolling Stones top 100 country songs of all time. It's the number 25. Next episode of this podcast, we're going to look at, uh, all, not all 100, but we'll pick a few and uh, add a couple of songs to the Spotify Hypes on playlist. Johnny Paycheck. Uh, you know, this song is one of the songs we talk about on this podcast, which were classified by Apple Music as a music podcast, or Apple Podcast, rather, as a music podcast. And we have many conversations about music. This song has cleared generations, decades and decades and decades of, 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 of different music fans. 1977, it was released. You could find this song in a movie that's released sometime in 2022, I bet. Yeah, Some, I'm somewhere. sure. Yeah. Or on a video game or uh, a TikTok video. Or, you know, Johnny Paycheck could trend on TikTok tomorrow with this song. That's how unpredictable TikTok can be. I thought we had a good deal worked out. Y'all don't play my music and I don't play yours. So stay the <laughs> off my stage. Jamie Johnson, wasn't a couple of episodes ago, I talked about Jamie Johnson after seeing him in Atlanta. He was really good with a, uh, a listener that we had that uh, was his girlfriend's roommate in, in Birmingham, I think, back in the day when he was 25 years old. He was very pleasant. He was very inviting. Nebraska is where the Jamie Johnson tour hit last week. And um, we have the entire clip for you to listen to right here. But, but apparently there was a morning show from a country station in the city. I think it was Lincoln, Nebraska. They were on stage, as Jamie Johnson, you heard him call it, they were doing a pep rally. Radio station came out on this stage, uninvited to run a little pep rally before I came out. <laughs> I feel like I ought to tell you, I don't really care what radio station you listen to in the morning, they're all good. They're all good, that ain't no better than the other ones. And the thing is, None of them play my music, so why should they be up on my stage talking to you?
I thought we had a good deal worked out. Y'all don't play my music and I don't play yours, so stay the off my stage. His fans, of course, go crazy because his fans aren't traditional country radio listeners necessarily because his fans aren't traditional. I mean, I just love the way he talks. Like, yeah, well, that's, that's him. him. That's him mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, in order for a country personality to, to be on stage, to front your concert, there, there is permission given. You can't just jump on a stage and grab a microphone. they got to make the mic hot, first of all. There's communication with the stage manager, the tour manager, the production people. I think Jamie Johnson was just in a pissy mood this night. I think he gets in a pissy mood quite a bit. I didn't see that when he was in Atlanta, but if you recall, I said, his reputation that I've always heard is that he is that person you just heard, actually. But I didn't think it was mean. I think he said, like, all the radio stations, you can listen, all the radio stations are good. He said that, and then he just, maybe he didn't like the way they, like, maybe he didn't like the way they brought him on. Maybe he likes to come out on a cold open or some, like, certain music, mm. and they were too, like, shiny and happy. I don't know about, or, that. I don't know about all that. Here, here's what happened, though, afterwards. Was it's, it Jimmy and Jimmy and Darla? Or? Well, it's Jamie. No, I'm sorry. That's Jamie Johnson. It is, uh, I got him right here. It's JP. Is, uh-huh. is Mike one, um, and then Mike two is I have to find that one for you. Then Mike three, of course, is the Giggle Girl. Her name is uh, Chelsea Corey mm. Cor- Coriel, actually Coriel. Mm. All right, they all three take to Twitter after this happened. Coriel, Mike three. What's funny at Jamie Johnson is that you, in fact, graced our signal, and I personally played your last single heavily during my Nebraska Nights live show. Oh boy! So that was pretty effed up. But hey, whatever, right? I used to respect you. Shouldn't be surprised, though. Have a great set. Okay. So Coriel gets all mouthy. That's okay. dangerous territory. Now, not, yes, if you're in a major market, absolutely. Lincoln, Nebraska, not so much. JP, Mike One, takes to Twitter and writes, We were invited there by our partner, the Bourbon Theater, and wanted to be there because we like the music that was to be played that night, including Jamie Johnson. We were nothing but complimentary to Jamie and Blackberry Smoke, and we'll continue to promote them. All right? It's an acceptable response, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Then uh, the other dude says, uh, Jamie Johnson just openly mocked me on stage because I'm the morning show guy, and I'm so effing honored. Here is me with my dad and my father-in-law because we love this man's music. Mm. How about that? And there's a picture of Mike Two. We'll call him Otis with his daddy and his father-in-law. And they bought tickets to go see Jamie Johnson because they're fans. That's kind of a bummer. You got to be, you know, I think that, that you, we all have fuses. Many, mine, mine short. Most people, especially given all we've been through in the past three or four years, depending on whose timeline you're reading from. Everybody's fuse is shorter than it was four years ago. Yeah, and they were talking about um, in that, that tweet that they were, you know, uh, Blackberry Smoke was on the um, bill. Um, so Britt Turner, who's the drummer, for um, Blackberry Smoke, suffered a heart attack. Um, He was home in Atlanta, thank God, at the time. So he was able to, you know, get to the hospital pretty quickly. And they did put a um, stent in. And they went to high school with me, both Britt and his brother, Richard, who play in Blackberry Smoke. So just giving um, lots of uh, prayers to their family. It can be a long recovery. We know that. Um, And um, mental as much as physical. So, you know... He's an amazing drummer. Hopefully he'll get back on the road soon. So, but yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, I think it's so funny. Do you remember the time when getting on stage and doing those types of intros, especially when there's multiple people on mics can be so tricky because half the time when you're going out to do that, the, the stage people 
they don't really give a crap they don't if, want you if, there. if the mic is up to, is, comes to less. your belly button. You, you've got to figure all that out. Yeah. And you can't touch the mic. And you, you can't touch the mic. That. Do not touch the mic. Don't touch their mics. And so do you remember the time when like you almost, we've talked about like, let's see, there was the one time that you, like you were fired of the text, but there was one time when you were written up because. I refused. As, the only take, time you've been, the only official time that you. let years. Let's make sure that's heard. The only official time. That you have ever been written up. And actually, he never turned it he in. He never turned it in. Our program director, Dean Hallam, God bless him. No. One of the best coaches I had my entire career. No. He never turned it into Victor. So it I was going to be insubordination because yes. you refused to. And these were the words. Yes. Wrestle. Now yes. listen to this. Wrestle. Wrestle Moby in the morning, who was a legendary morning personality here in Atlanta on your former station. You were doing afternoons at the time, and he was doing mornings. And the fact that they used the terminology wrestle. Yep. Wrestle him to the ground to get the microphone away from him. Because they didn't want Moby doing the intro. I, I remember, like, I, I so remember seeing this whole thing go down. He's, he's, he's a mentor of mine. He, well, and you were trying to not wrestle him, but just sort of, like, you know, nicely, and it didn't work out. And then I remember you telling me afterwards there was no way that I was just going to bum rush this guy. No, it's dis- I'm not going to dis- disrespectful. disrespectful. Like, it was, they, they thought it was insubordination because you would not wrestle. First of all, how are you going to get him to the ground? Like, could you wrestle I him? I couldn't have. Even if, you, even if you could have, could you have? No, he thought I was giving him a hug. He'd pull me in tight. Oh, me. I know. That would have been so sweet. He probably would have like, lifted you up like a little bear hug. Yeah. I thought we had a good deal worked out. Y'all don't play my music and I don't play yours. So stay the <laughs> off my stage. <laughs> It's like a mashup. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. It's a, it's a mess. Not a mashup. It's a, a, a mess up. That's fine. Our thanks to Gallery Furniture for their support of the podcast. Also to T-Mobile, 50 bucks a month. That's it for reliable home internet service. 50 bucks. No more BS. Free yourself from internet BS. Internet freedom from T-Mobile home internet. Grateful for pod support from Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while, find your awesome. If you're listening on Upload Day, today again is Thursday, the, coming out 17th of August, the uh, Freedom Bowl. Don't forget this weekend at Milton High School. Yes. Going to be fun. Uh, information you need on the Cadillac Jack Facebook page, Cadillac Jack Atlanta, or awesomealpharetta.com. Uh, also, Brightmore Healthcare and guests of the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast, State Properties Owned and Managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brand you know depend on and trust like Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. Pod peeps of this episode. Michael Germany reached out on the podcast voicemail text line. Listening to today's pod, which would have been uh, Tuesday's episode. And I got to say it, go Vols. And he sends a, is this in your running show or is this after I sent it? I love that. We're heading up this weekend. We'll have lots of things to report. Yes. Can Cadillac Jack get the bed lofted? I can answer that now. What's the over under on that? I don't even know. Here's, Here's a good one. How many minutes? Into being walking into the dorm before you're like two, a cuss word comes out. Okay, I thought you meant you're gonna ask for I turn around and walk out. That's two minutes, but cuss word, well, you're not gonna walk 10 out. seconds. Bets, pod peep, eastbound and down, question mark. Hell yes, no shit. I watched Smokey and the Bandit last weekend. Check out the Spotify Hypes on playlist if you're flying Atlanta based Delta. You can check it out there. Also, 284 episodes of this podcast. Audio for this episode from Tom Petty. And Shelter Records. Johnny Paycheck's record label. Who knows what it was back in the day? I should probably look. Um, all the girls on Alabama Rush Talk. Got to give them credit. I didn't write their names down. And uh, anybody else, Donna? Uh, uh, Jamie Johnson on Instagram. Yeah. Although it wasn't Jamie. It was a fan. So just sue us this episode if you have uh, the rights to any audio that we play. Let's don't say that. 
Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen for their help at the Appen Podcast Network. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. We give you new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Breath Network. Stand by. Ha, 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 ha.